You're listening to the Gunslinger Podcast, a production of Flying Tom Studios. And now here's your hosts, the Apostle and Green River. Guess what, folks? Guess what? It's a big occasion. Just like in high school, this almost never happens, but we got a girl in the room. Actually, we got two girls in the room, so it it's actually nothing like it was I don't, in high I don't school. think that's ever happened. Yeah. So we've never had that much money before. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> so before we get going, with us today in the studio, the wives, Pam and Kiana, respectively, Welcome to the studio. Thanks for having us, I guess. <laughs> Good to be here. They're going to start off by singing a number. Uh, they're going to do it a cappella. We're not going to play any backing tracks or anything. So, and go. And everybody's going to stop listening. Yeah, so that's the death really of the show. Fast. We'll just go, we'll skip that part <laughs> for now. Ladies, thanks for being here. So, for the listening crowd out there who has asked me so many times, when are we going to get more women on the show? Well, we got more women on the show as of now. Let me again repeat that a few of you out there who I still intend to book have told me yes. Most have told me no. So, yeah, high school all over again. Well, I mean, technically right now we have doubled the amount of women we've had on the show. Yeah. Because we have two. Yeah. That's, right now. I think that's... It, yeah. Is that it? Is that <laughs> well, I mean, bit? we've had some... It is, some it's been kind of a sausage We've fit. had some women guests, but with their significant others. Well, I mean, you know, we had... Which, which I guess is still the case. <laughs> we, we had Honey and Kale and John. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. And John. John. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. But anyway, thank you both for being here with us today to sit here and as we ramble. And we're going to interview them, and we're going to ask them some questions. But before we do, I do have a complaint, and, I, and a rant, per se, that you're all going to be a part of, and I want you all to know it now. In, in in our world that we live in now, this retcon, reimagine, re-whatever world that we live in now, what would happen if they pulled this crap with Star Wars? What, ha- what would happen if they retcon Star Wars the same way that they have done Star Trek? Yes, gunslingers. That's the discussion for today. If they tried to recast, <laughs> no, I'm telling you, this is what everybody wants to talk about. I'm sure it is. If they wanted, if they tried to recast Luke Skywalker, people would, uh, there would be riots yeah. in the street. But yeah. we can recast Kurt, well, and nobody. Oh well, you got to give it a chance. It's a new story. Blah 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 blah. Shut up. So, as a female perspective in the room, I could not care less. So about see. Either. This, so for those of you out there re- requesting more ladies on the show, this hey, is this what we continue This isn't the time with. for you to chime in. We'll get to you later. Yeah. You shut up. <laughs> this is supposed to be supportive, right? <laughs> or as supportive as we ever get. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. That's about as good as it ever gets, folks. But yeah, talk amongst yourselves well, on that you one. You know, I think, I think, but I think in, in Star Trek, you've already had this. Because you had Kirk, but then you had Picard, right? So, I mean... Not that they're the same person, but you've already have multiple captains, right? There's only one Luke. I mean, well, I mean, no one's Ray did not take his place. She was a 
horrible example of how to how to how to go about this. But the Mandalorian is pretty cool. Yeah, but it's completely different though. Which is a space western, folks. Yeah, absolutely. It is pretty cool. It's very a space much so. very much very uh, very spaghetti western feel to that yeah. one. So look at there, we segued into We could it. do a whole Mandalorian. Yeah, we show and, here, and we think. might. And, this and is the way. Be, it would be gunslinger relevant. So be prepared for that one, folks. Mark your calendars for that one because I know you're all going to be looking forward to it. Yeah, they have no idea what we're Nobody even talking cares. about right now. Yeah. Well, you know what? Get your own show and then you can talk <laughs> about whatever you want to talk about. Damn it. These are the these are the topics that mean the most to me. Oh, I want to talk about politics or basketball. No, I want to talk about Star Trek. Oh All right. my. Exactly. There's a little George Takei yeah. for you there. He'd talk to me, but probably want to sit in my lap. Yeah, so maybe. we're not going down that road today. Ladies, thank you for being here. I've wasted enough of your time. So People in uh, in uh, podcast land out here that want to talk about gunslinger podcast and women things of that sort. So, I've got a few ladies here with us today. Uh, you've missed your chance to send me the questions that you'd like to ask them about. So, what I'm going to do is to give you a little biography. We're going to start off with a biography here. So, many of you have asked, "Why are me and the apostle doing this?" Okay, so me and the apostle are doing this because since we met in the eighth grade. We have done these silly little videos and, and shows and things of this sort. Uh, and the wives are shaking their heads, yes, in embarrassment and complete humiliation because they've seen a lot of these videos. Wow, one of them has even been in some of these videos. But uh, it's just the silliness that we've lived our whole lives. And we've always known they were greatly entertaining, but nobody ever saw them. Uh, well, they were entertaining to us. I don't know how much they were to anyone else. I think that, well, I think they were golden, but well, we never got, you know, we didn't have the platform then. Yeah, I tell you what. That people have thinking now. Thinking back to, to high school and some of the videos and the skits that we came up with, uh, boy, we would really get canceled now. Oh, yeah. Like, we would totally be canceled. Oh, yeah. Some of the uh, stuff. The PC stuff? No, <laughs> no. We would, uh, there's no I still chance. think it's funny. Yeah, I do too. It is still funny. I know. I'm sorry. You don't get to be offended uh, now and stuff we've laughed at for 50 years. Right. Uh, it, it's still funny. You're just weak. But here we are in the eighth grade, and then, you know, stumbling around the eighth grade, we see this blonde chick sitting over on the other side of the, of the uh, and it was that far back, because I remember. This blonde chick, or maybe you were blonde then. I'm not sure. Probably. It's been yes. so long. Yeah. Probably blonde at that point. And, uh, yeah, eyeballing the apostle over here, and uh, he, he kind of knew she was eyeballing him a little bit because I remember that too. It wasn't just her. Well, no, I just specifically remember this. This there, is the only one that showed it for the show. There, so were, at least, this story. there were at least two guys that were eyeballing me too. I'm just saying. Yeah, but I thought you could do better. I, I know. I, I thought know. you could do better. I held out. So, and it's good, but it's you know, it's also good to have options. That's true. So we're we're here to talk, not to judge people. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, we uh, we kind of we kind of saw a spark between them, and you know, I remember I remember you asking, you know, hey, what should I do, whatever. And I remember, I think I told you, dude, she's got huge boobs. Go for it. Yeah, that's exactly what you said. Yeah, that's what he told me yeah. that he was told. Yeah, yeah. And you know, look at us now. You're but welcome see, that for was, that wonderful it probably, advice. It was probably two years later before we we started dating. I think at least a year. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, at least a year. And it wasn't. It I wasn't. had to ask him out both times. Yeah. Now, I like to play hard to get. <laughs> we, us gentlemen, we have to be a tease. At makes time, me you know? makes me seem mysterious. You kind of had to play that card too, there, <laughs> wildfire. 
but we, you know, they started dating in high school and, and the two of us became a three piece at that point and kind of stayed that way all through high school and then out of high school. And then, well, you know, you and I were, were tight and we spent a lot of time together, uh, back in the high school days. And when, when Kiana and I started dating, you know, I said, I'm not going to be one of those guys that just abandons his friends when he's got a girlfriend and, and, you know, so she would call me and say, Hey, it's, you know, what are we going to do tonight? So I don't know what the crap you're going to do, but I'm going to Nick's. We're going to hang out. And she's like, well, can I go? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. Absolutely. I, behave yourself. You know, don't well, embarrass behave me. Behave myself. Yeah. Yeah. In the maiden home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, by the way, his dad may be naked. But yeah. Sure. You but can you come. Know, don't embarrass yourself in front of and, him. That's and, the key thing. And that sort of uh, started us, I think is, is why we, sort of became the three amigos there at, at, at that point in time. Yeah. And we had gobs of fun. And uh, then eventually we became a four piece. That's right. Like, and, like uh, the Beatles. Like the Beatles. Yeah. Welcome Ringo to the show. Pam, Pam's our Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> I did not mean for that well, to happen, but sorry, I don't, Pam. That's good and bad, I guess. But we kicked Pete Best out. That's you. right. I'm just saying. Right. He was in the group and then... You know, me and him were dating, and it didn't it didn't work. Ironically, it's nice for you that I liked Kiana. That's true too, right? Because I actually knew Pam before you did. Well, and that's another interesting story, and I think this is a pure act of God, folks. Hand of God. So, Cody and me were we weren't the most likable people to everybody. We were the funniest <laughs> people in the world. What an understatement. But sadly people's unrefined sense of humor just didn't get it. That's they right. hadn't caught up to our level of humor yet. Yeah. So a lot of people thought we were horribly annoying and and, weird. Uh, and yeah. weird. Well Kiana and Pam worked together at at the same place at the time and yeah. we hung out there a lot. And though we all saw each other, Pam and me never met, never late, and we had to be there at the same time. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, Pam no... was my boss. She didn't bother herself with the peons working out in the lobby. Well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that was definitely send us. send the minions out there to deal <laughs> to deal with the peasants. And uh, I could definitely see that being the case. But yeah, we didn't meet because I think if we had of, she would have hated my guts, and we wouldn't be here now. Yeah, probably at that time. Probably at that time, I was annoying. But I had long, beautiful hair, and it yeah. made up for it. The chicks liked your hair the back chicks in the dug day. The hair. I remember. So, yeah. Yeah. I've heard stories. Uh-huh. You didn't yeah. have long, beautiful hair you know, when I, I met you. I cut the hair off, and you showed up, Delilah. <laughs> so, I'm just saying. But uh, Pam and me met after high school, and uh, I, she invited me over to her house to watch a movie one day. And we are still on that date, because I didn't go home. I don't know if that's a lesson or, you know, so, a yeah. cautionary, cautionary tale. tale. That goes along with that don't <laughs> yeah. feed stray dogs thing, I think, because yeah. they won't leave, because that's exactly how that went. Always but, meet in a neutral location so yeah. you have an escape plan. It was giving me your address is where you screwed up. So I didn't need a key. I can get in. So And we've been a, been a four-piece off and on. Now, of course, adult life comes along and children and jobs and... And of course, children are jobs, but yeah, children and jobs, and you know, adult life kind of takes over. We don't see as much as we of each other as we like to, but here we are, and we're making a show for you now. So, in this long path of ours uh, that we have traveled, we've we've all four of us and and our children have gotten into cowboy fast draw at some point or another, and I 
of course, all three of your children were were shooters at one mm-hmm. point. Yeah, only one of mine. Uh, the the our oldest never never took to it. She liked guns, but she never took to this. She had moved out by just about the time we got into this, or yeah. shortly before something like that. So she never really got into it. And uh, she lives in Florida now, somewhere down around where I be nobody and Catskill Jean live. So maybe they can coax her into it at some point. But they, uh, as for the rest of us, we've all we've done everything else together over the years. So we ventured into fast draw together for a while, and you guys have cooled off on it a bit and us we can't seem to cool off at all on it whether we want to or not (laughs) no matter how many times he says we're retired how many jobs we've quit or whatever else we've done we find ourselves right back in the middle of it and uh and we love it or we wouldn't uh quite frankly we like to help people so since we've got some ladies in the in the room with us and people don't want to just hear me ramble for 45 minutes, or maybe they do, but talk to us ladies a little bit about what you look for in Fast Draw. What, what do you see looking from the sidewalk, looking in at it? What are some of the things that you would find appealing or things you would recommend to ladies that might want to venture into this? The clothes are awesome. So... I didn't, and, and we kind of discussed this going into the show. I didn't want to ask, for lack of better description, woman's questions. Because <laughs> it sounds like I'm about to sell some sort of hygiene product. Yeah. But on the, or, and I didn't want to typecast it. But on the other hand, clothing almost kind of had to go up. You know, that, that topic had to kind of come up here. So, yeah, talk to us a little bit about your thoughts on the clothing and what you all like. They're not used to the radio. Yeah, this is why we don't have many women. This I'm is, trying yeah. not to just dominate the conversation and give Pam opportunities. Yes, to God forbid one person in the room dominate the microphone all the time. Cody completely has a type. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really like the steampunk look. When they introduced that, that that was a hit for me. Well, and that's yeah, and that's not very traditional. So and we're how can I how can I venture down this road and not be offensive? <laughs> Go for it. Though we are it's funny that you care. Though we are celebrating a historical type activity, the modern spins on it appeal to us. How is, is how does, does that make sense? Sure. What I'm saying. I think so. It, it, we don't. I don't necessarily. We don't necessarily have to look like the most authentic John Wayne movie in the world for it to be appealing to us. Uh, some of the more modern spins, maybe the European influence, things of that sort. Well, but I would dare say even even the clothing when we when we believe we're being authentic, we're we're really being authentic to cowboy movies, right? More than we are, you know, the the eighteen hundreds old west. So so even then, there's a lot more modern influence. Uh, well, in, in, in that, then maybe what we sometimes want to admit. Yeah, that is in folks. That discussion right there alone is an is a uh, it's upcoming a probably, it's, podcast. Yeah, it's a whole other one, but yeah, because that'll be a heated one, I'm sure. But but that's true. Uh, well, and I'm not I'm not knocking anyone well, or I'm anything not, for that. Yeah. I, I just think that's that's the way it is. But but we're emulating Hollywood. I, we we know Hollywood. I don't know what sure. I don't know what in the hell Wyatt Earp wore. No. All I've ever seen is like a kind of a bust picture, if that's mm. even him at all. He might have not. He might have been wearing a skirt. I don't know. He was born in <laughs> Illinois. Maybe that's what started the fight. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Anyway. Well, anyways, 
it took me a few years to work up to a more authentic look. I done working cowgirl for a while, which is basically just jeans, boots, and a button-down shirt. But then I, we got to uh, traveling around and seeing all these people in these neat outfits. And, yeah, that kind of piqued my interest. I have um, never been one to be casual. I like to be over the top and yeah. dressed to the nines. And where else do you get the opportunity to wear this stuff? I mean, anywhere you want. Frankly, I will wear but, it anywhere uh, I no, want, you but you tend to get embarrassed yeah. when yeah. I do. So, yeah. well, I've I've said for years that if if the Lord ever grants me earthly wealth, I'm just going to dress this way forever, I'm just all the time. The only reason I don't now is because these clothes are expensive, and the, uh, they are, yeah, they. Are, but yeah. yeah, I'll be in full full dress forever once you know I can somehow find funding for it. <laughs> But it's a way to have fun for it, to to make your own kind of character, to get into it. It's more than just showing up and shooting. It's a whole thing. And then you have the, um, at the shoots where you get together, my brain the just banquets. stopped. Yeah, the banquets. Yeah. yeah. And then you get to go even more. All yeah, out. even more fancy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So you think that was that was maybe the initial draw oh, to the sport for you was... was the get-ups. Yeah, if you can tell me I can wear pretty dresses and costumes, I'm game. Like, what are we doing? We, You want to go LARPing? Let's go. Whatever. There you go. So, if you want to do some LARPing, reach out. Dizzy Miss Lizzie, she's down. She'll 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 go. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're probably pretty old. Google that or have your kids Google that for you. Or, or, or your grandkids. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. you're not a dork. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you may have a life. Well... <laughs> You know, this is a culture that you got to be a little open-minded to, to be. You're a little bit of a nerd if you're in this culture. Yeah, well, probably, not, yeah. yeah you yeah. are, too. Yeah. yeah, you are. And that's okay. Hey, in this day and time, it's 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 a compliment. So it's the nerds of today are not the nerds of yesterday. Yeah, we are. <laughs> well, we were cool then, too. <laughs> well, for me, I guess I was kind of tricked into liking it. For those of you that don't know me or do know me, you might not believe it, but I am an introvert and I am huge shy. Um, and the wonderful one shot asked my husband husband one day, "Hey, do you think your wife would care to score keep for us? We don't have anybody to do it." And that's how they kind of snuck it in on me. So for the four of you out in the CFDA land, anyway, that don't know who Wildfire is, and I'd be surprised if there were that many of you. Uh, yes, that is exactly how that happened. And and so in, in in this room, we have two extroverts, we have two introverts, um, and they didn't marry each other. So this worked out pretty good for, for everybody. That's because you never asked. Well, <laughs> I don't think there's any secrets, quite frankly, at this point. I'd have fought you for him. Well, two of us would go wild. The other two would just go home and hide. And so yeah. the... the yeah. We, we, we married well in that uh, we, we balance each other, I think, in that regard. Because yeah. I'd be dead or in prison. I mean, there's no doubt about it. 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I may still end up at one of those two within the next year anyway. So we'll see. Uh, but, yes. So I start, I start this stuff. I start texting or emailing uh, James Castile, Shane, here in, here in Kentucky, and I got into the to the uh, to the fast draw and bought my stuff and I just I just walk in I don't know a soul in this building I know I've got a gun and I want to shoot it at things like everybody else I want to wear a hat and boots and 
all this kind of stuff. I don't know squat about it, but I want to do it. So here we go. And I did. And I'm I just my personality. I just wander in and go, all right, here I am. What do I do now? I It just doesn't bother me to do that. And uh, I fell in love with it at the first match. I mean, it was, uh, there's no addiction ever hit me harder than that. And I wanted to share it with my family. And it's kind of one of those things I knew they'd come support me, but I wanted them to be part of it. So the boy, uh, Wild Horse, Dustin, he joined two months later. Well, our best, one of our best friends in the world, uh, Dean, he, he joined the next month. Then Dustin. And then I figured, you know, once me and Dustin, you know, bring your kid. Well, the mom's going to come watch the kid. That's for sure. So meanwhile, we got the mom in the back of the room. And shit, I don't know that it wasn't your first match or first, your first time in the building. Rather than uh, Tim throws the old, hey, do you think your wife would keep score? And uh, meanwhile, guess who just ran scoring for an event out of state and won the friggin' match? Uh, my missus right here in front of me. Turns out you were quite the scorekeeper after all. <laughs> well, scorekeeping for me is kind of a balance. People kind of overwhelm me sometimes. So I enjoy the shoots. I enjoy visiting with people but scorekeeping gives me the ability to get away from them and kind of decompress when i need to so it, it really is a good balance for me and i find comfort in in doing that and i happen to do it well well yeah you're <laughs> quite good and it, it yeah it's handy to have your own room at the match so uh, you're the only the scorekeeper is typically the only one to get that so that's definite benefit so match directors out there keep that in mind those of you that are putting on these big events, or especially those of you that are thinking about putting on these big events, get your scorekeeper somewhere safe and comfortable and secluded so they don't have to put up with the BS of all your other people there, and you, quite frankly. So that's a uh, handy little tip and piece of information for you, uh, as just told to you by one of the better scorekeepers in the sport, as far as I'm concerned. So we mentioned kids a couple times here. So both of your mothers, as far as I know, uh, at least I've been told. They keep calling me mom. Yeah, I mean, there's you only get called that so many times for you just got to hand them a dollar and tell them to go away. <laughs> and uh, but as mothers, this is a this is a gun sport, so this is strange old men with firearms in the 2020s. What what do you as a mother off the street? What what is something you would tell people? You know when a when. How do you tell a mother that it's okay for their children to be a part of this? First, I would start with the safety aspect of what we do. And what we do is very safe. We only shoot wax bullets. We have a safety course that we run our youth through. And second of all, I would let them know that CFDA and other sports out there offer scholarship programs for your kids to help them get into colleges or trade schools because parents like to think about that kind of stuff. For me, I think there's nothing more tempting to a kid than something you tell them they can't touch. So if you give them a gun and you teach them how to use it right and they understand it's a weapon and they understand it can be dangerous, but they know how to use it, they're not going to bother it. They know when they can use it, they know how they can use it, and they know how to respect it. You know, I think, and I, I, we've probably touched on that on the podcast at some point too. And I think that's a very good point in that, you know, wildfire, you and me, we've done tri cowboy fast draw events with, with the public. We've done this with boy scout troops. We've done this with 
lots of people from lots of walks of life. And how many times has it been very young children who have never held a gun in their life and then you pull their parents up on the line and find out they've never held one either. Yeah. And you get the whole family there together and and the first trigger pull is is your event and and you know we've we've had children leave and families leave and I've I've been convinced you know we possibly just saved a life in just the amount of safety that we taught these folks. And the fact that you've taken that curiosity away from what is this object mm-hmm. that they might have stumbled upon so now they know what it is. They know it's dangerous and they only need to be handling it with supervision. You know, a, exposure to firearms at a young age is extremely healthy in a safe and responsible environment. You know, some people wouldn't wouldn't like the way I'm going to say this, but but I actually I already think, don't. I actually think it's a good thing and and you know, our, I think our youngest when we started uh in Fast Draw was Maybe nine or ten. I I don't remember. If that old. Uh, when we started or when she started? Well, I mean, I guess when she started. Okay. Yeah, she was probably around nine. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, through that and and we we can go to the pistol range and and our girls will go with us. Um, and this is what I was gonna say. I feel that our our kids are comfortable with a firearm. Yes. And 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 some people would not would think that's a bad thing, but, but it's a respectful approach. There isn't that curiosity like, like Pam was saying, and they know how to handle it and handle it safely, whether it's, it's cowboy fast draw or it's at the range itself. Exactly. They, they have a respectful comfortability. I may have just made that word up, but I like they, it. They are. I, I think good. that they're comfortable with, with, with firearms. And I think that's a very good thing. Well, and, and I, I completely agree with that because it takes that, that curiosity is, is that's the scary part, right? It's, I I don't think that a lot of the, the incidents that happen, happen over anything malicious. It's more over curiosity. That's that hasn't been regulated properly. Yeah. And it's, we don't want the only exposure that, that children to have to firearms be television and video games. Because then when they're at home and they open a drawer and there sits one, now sure. it's, hey, I've seen these. These are really cool. I want to touch it. I want to hold it. I want to do something like that. And, okay, well, in my house, we don't do that. We keep them in gun safes and we do. Great. Continue to do that. Right. Your kids are going to leave your house at some point and go somewhere. It, it Let's just assume that it could happen. Let's just say that. Your kid's going to go to a friend's house. You don't know. It's going to be a grandparent's house. You don't know. It, it, an uncle, an aunt, a cousin, a something somewhere where maybe they see it. It, it. it just doesn't matter. Maybe one of their moron kids gets one out and plays with it and hands it to them. Uh, what is your child going to do? We, we tried to expose our children to, the, to firearms and things at a very long before fast draw. And, and I felt pretty confident in Dustin in that. I, not that I did this, but I felt like I could have left a loaded rifle on the coffee table. And he just would have ignored it because it was, oh, well, there's that again. Yeah. There, yeah it, you know, all, all the curiosity was gone. He's seen it. He's done it. He's shot it. He's been taught. Don't touch it. Don't hold it. Don't do anything without my permission. And when you do, this is how you hold it. This is how you point it. This is, you know, 
just so ingrained that now it's just not interesting anymore. Right. Now get it out of my way so I can put my sandwich here. Uh, that's And that's the point you want to get your children to. Uh, that's the that's the safe point that I think we should be aiming at. Take the the fascination away and just make it an object that they should be comfortable avoiding or handling safety in the right. You know what I'm going for here. Well, and outside of the the safety aspect, um, it's just fun, and and kids enjoy it because because it is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's another big draw for for the youngsters. It's 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 getting them to do it once once they do it. Uh, it's it's quite a lot of fun. Absolutely. And it's just ingrained in us. I, and I, I know I've said this before. I, I don't care if you've never watched a Western, never liked a Western in your life, and you're a firearms enthusiast in any way, and you go buy a brand new forty caliber SIG and put it in a holster on your side, you're at some point going to look at yourself in a mirror and go into a gunslinger pose. It's going to happen. Uh, you're a liar if you say you wouldn't. Uh, put a put a plastic pistol in a holster and put it on a kid's hip who's never even heard of a Western and see if his arms don't go out in that gunslinger pose. So it's so just it's just bred into what, us. What are you calling the gunslinger pose? Is that where you try to get your the back of your head to your ankles? You know, is that you know it's like, like a matrix limbo style? Thing? Is that is well, that the gunslinger pose? Or is it that weird, stupid thing you do that everybody seems to love so much where you throw your arms up in the air? I would that, say... Is any, that a gunslinger pose? Like, what are you talking about? That one, I think people are going to do it because it's sweeping the nation <laughs> and because it's the greatest craze since... It's just the greatest. I, you know, I really, guess, that, now guess. that I've thought about it, it's just the best. Uh, but no, I'm thinking more the Matt Dillon Gunsmoke you oh, know, okay. at the, okay. the opening just, credits. Just thing. a little clarification. Yeah. That's all. Uh, I think event, I think the goal is to get them in the Green River pose. Ah, um, okay. But I think that's that's coming anyway. It's inevitable. <laughs> you know how funny it would be for to watch watch a, a movie, a western, and see the gunfighters get in stances like what we do at our matches. <laughs> it would be so ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else has ever thought about this, but I have sat and watched people on the line and thought. Wow, we look we look totally ridiculous. Yeah, there's no way I would watch a movie where two men wa- sauntered out into the street at high noon and then bent over backwards so, trying yeah. to get as horizontal as so possible. Here like, we it's are, ridiculous. In in today's modern retcon society, and we're gonna redo Good and Bad and the Ugly. <laughs> and at the very end, when 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 Angel Eyes and Tuco and 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 Blondie are all in the circle here and they're walking them out and they're, they're glancing at each other and they finally get in that pose. And then the next thing you know, they lean all the way backwards. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. It's like watching Matrix, you know? Yeah. They're just bent over backwards. I think the music would have to change, too. I mean, just it, at that point, yeah. you don't get good spaghetti no. western music. And, folks, I do one of these poses, so I or I do one of these kind of draws. So not as drastic as, mo- as some, but yeah, it's pretty drastic. Uh, I would if if someone ever breaks in my house, I'm gonna make sure that I do that. Hang on just a second, <laughs> and I'm gonna make sure my feet are placed properly. And I'm all right. Hang on, yeah, hey, just stay there. Yeah, just yeah, don't hit me with They're that. Just bat. gonna turn around and leave. They're yeah. like this place is crazy. Well, they'll probably accuse me of some sort of <laughs> two, assault. Two, two or three practice draws. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. I'm ready. Give me the light. Yeah. You gotta wait until we say set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't do anything until the light comes on. The range master hasn't called yeah. the line ready. Yeah. So. We're, we're sort of getting away from the point of the women, I guess. So. Oh, yeah. I forgot y'all were here. What were we talking about? You tend to forget anyone's here, you know. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I blame you all, the listener, for that. 
those of you that have tuned in and allowed me to rant for almost 20 episodes now, at this point, I don't know what you expected. So it's, it's going to happen. Just because yeah, I had more people on here didn't mean I was going to let them talk. So That's why we work. I'm quiet and you talk. It just kind of feels, there's only so much air in the house. I expect that after we leave and Cody takes the equipment home to like master this, that Nick still just sits in here and talks into that microphone for hours. <laughs> they close the door sometimes. They actually turn the light off too. And I'm like a parrot. Eventually it'll get dark enough yeah. I'll just go to sleep. And then uh, then I get up and go fix elevators. Sometimes yeah. he comes in here and pairs it with his phone so he can use it for phone calls. Oh, yeah. fun. Well, this episode is going straight down at this point. So it's not oh, going to, it's not working. Idea. Yeah, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> yeah. This wasn't the behind the scenes. No, one? we were going to make fun of everyone else, not me. So, do you, but right, you're the easiest right. target. Let's, <laughs> I typically am. Let's, I always let's, have been. Let's bring it back on track. So, do you feel that there's any, um, disadvantages uh, or hindrances shooting as a woman? Um, like disadvantages because I'm shooting as a woman? I think that's what I said. I'm just making thank, sure that I'm understanding. Yeah. I'm making sure yeah. I understood you correctly. I don't really think there's any disadvantages other than the fact that when your kids are shooting, you're also trying to manage them. If you've got young kids there shooting, if you've got, you know, eight, nine-year-olds, and they're running around, you're trying to focus, and you're trying to watch your kid at the same time. Okay. Well, that's valid. I mean, that's yeah. a valid point. So you've got a shooter maybe with very young children uh, or stupid children. Some of you got them. Don't get mad. You do. <laughs> you know you do. But children that are hyper, I don't know, let's say that instead, or you know, children that want to run and play instead of sitting here and watch you do this boring sport, uh, then you got to tend to them because you not only got to keep them calm and help them behave but you gotta then your mind goes to well i don't want them disturbing everybody else and some grumpy old shit turning around and staring at them kind of thing because that happens and you know who i'm talking about and you do it and quit doing it uh i was leaning more towards like you've complained about your boobs being in the way oh my boobs are totally in well, the that's way that's what i was that's well, what i, I was know that's for, where you were meant you know, yeah right. no you Never strap mind. a corset on and any of you i've met this is no secret my boobs are freaking huge but you put a corset on. There'll and be a clip on the on the Facebook page. That much more, and then yeah. So it's just it's the same as with golf. They're in the way to play golf too. Maybe that's something for the holster makers out there to consider. They could do a like a boob aiming device. All the people just casually listening to the podcast right now just went wait what 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 yeah. did they say? When are y'all going to do another <laughs> video? They just, they just turned up the radio and it's like what 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 they what say they, boobs. What are they talking about? Uh, are they talking about boobs? But I mean, in all reality, though, I mean, it's that's. But no, no, that's it's honestly what I meant. It, it, it can. I, I mean, I feel like that's a hindrance. Yeah, I thought you meant disadvantages like an oppression or something. Yeah. <laughs> the oppression like, of women. Yeah, no. You not, feel not like you're really. being held down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, I'm curvier or hippier than most women. So. Yeah, you dang right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually had a call called on me at the last shoot we went to because. My holster doesn't set nearly like most people's because I am curvier than most ladies. So I had to explain to them, you know, it's center of the leg, center mass of your leg, not a pants seam, because we all know that today's fashion doesn't fall in being the same every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it turns out everyone doesn't look alike. I'll be dang. Who knew, right? What the crap? You heard it here first. So... But that kind of changes my arm angles and everything. Yeah. 
Yep. But that, you know, here's another episode rant. Uh, this will be maybe next week. We'll see. The read your friggin' rule book rant <laughs> and uh, find out the actual ruling on that instead of just making up what somebody told you three score ago. But that's neither here nor there. But, yeah. Uh, so they're, they're slightly different challenges for us. I wouldn't say disadvantages, but... Slightly well, different challenges. I too. To and, that's probably, I, I didn't. I didn't phrase that well, but that's yeah. yeah. Challenges is probably better than than disadvantages. I too am curvy, but it's <laughs> it's more of a frontal. It's curvation. not in your way. Yeah, but you guys so. also wear the same boots pretty much every time you shoot. Am I wrong? Yeah. Okay. Well. If I want my boots to match my outfit, I have to wear different boots with different outfits. And, and then mess I have with to you. adjust every time. That'll for that. mess with you. And that's far more important to her than her performance yeah. on the line. I may not be very good, but by golly, I'm going to look good doing it. And I will say, well, if like any of the, the bigger shoots we've been to with out of town folks, you know, we've, and that's one of the things that we really enjoyed about, about the sport is, is getting to meet, as we've talked before, about, you know, getting to meet some of the great people uh, that participate in the sport. But I will say she tends to meet them a whole lot easier than I do. I, yeah. I, I don't quite understand. I can't imagine why. Yeah. yeah. There's probably a couple reasons. Like, they but... just run right up to her. Hey, yeah. who are you? How are you doing? And I'm like. Yeah, get, get away from me. Yeah, and I'm like, hey. You. It's my but, winning smile. Hey, I'm yeah. here. My name's Cody. Hi. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I well, here's, I, I am the introvert. This is an introvert. This is an honest guy because it's same way with it's same way with you. So we are we are eating dinner or no, we're eating breakfast one morning. This happened a couple of years ago here in here locally where we live in Kentucky, and we're in a restaurant and we get up and we're walking through this restaurant and and if you're eating a lot of diners, you've heard of the liars table. Every restaurant's got their liars table, and we're walking by the liars table and one of these old men kind of looks up and says, "Hey." That's that lady that's in the newspaper all the time. She's that big gunfight or whatever else. And she, oh, yeah, that's me. Whatever she does. <laughs> and then as God is my holy witness, they all look at me and turn right back to their meals and yeah. never say a damn word. Hey, I tell you what, we, you know, it just took some club, you know, local club shoots. And then it's always, always in the local paper. Yeah. And I have never... Did you not turn your phone off for the podcast? It's our well, no matter one ever you. calls me. Uh huh. I, I have never had anyone say that to me, and and she has had it multiple times in the same day. And yep. I'm not even good. Yeah. Well, I'm not either, but still. Y'all are yeah. just the guys that pack our trophies. Yeah, we're, we we kind of are. John Yolders, we're right there with you. Uh, we're we're a chauffeur too. Yep. We feel we need to start a union. Trophy I husbands. Think. Me and me and you and John. We we'll get together, it. and uh, there's a bunch of you out there, and I can start naming names, uh, but I I guess I won't today. But uh, we're we're the we're the husbands here for the elite, and uh, that's fine with me. I'll, I'll be your I'll be your chauffeur any day. We haven't shot in a while, and I recently started. Well, in the last year, started working a job outside of the house, and I've had people at work say something to me about shooting. I'm like, how do you even know? Like, I don't even know who you are. How do you know that I shoot? Yeah. It happens. You build a, you build a local rep. It, it's so unique that once you, once people find out about it, they, they kind of pay attention, whether, it, it, even it, if it they don't show attention. up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And cause we still to this day, this has been going on in Ohio County here where we live for at least a decade, a little over a decade. And we still find people a lot that, you know, I didn't even know this was here. 
But once they find out it's here, they pay attention to it. Yeah. And then the next time you see them, that's the first thing they want to talk about. They want to talk about gunfighting. And it crops up in the oddest locations. Like we had a guy come pick up our lawnmower to work on it. And he said, oh, y'all are those people that are always in the paper over shooting. Now, and that very thing has been said to people in my family for years. <laughs> it's over a shooting. Yeah, but now it's a good thing. Well, I worded it there for you. Yeah. For you to Yeah, trust me. I, I've been yeah. hearing that my whole life, but now it's a good oh, thing. Oh, y'all are those people. Yeah. <laughs> God, that is the story of my yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean... Ladies' questions. Uh, is there any comments or concerns that you would like to post to the gun culture here that you would like to, as, as ladies in the culture, uh, and we want to, we, we talk a lot of funny stuff. We, we poke a lot of fun. And, and God, if you sit here and listen to us one time without knowing any of the four of us at all, you might even think we all hate each other or we're the most horrible people on earth. But, you know, for those of you that know us, we're just, we are those horrible people, but we, but we all love each other and it's, it's a good thing. And, uh, it's horrible in a good way. Yeah. We're horrible in a yeah. fun way. You know, if I'm not mean to you, I don't like you at all. Like I'll ignore you if I don't like you. Yeah. So if we're razzing on you, you're all right. Part of the team. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Well, ladies questions. I think for shooting sports, to begin with, it's harder for a lady to step into than men simply because it's not something you really think about doing. There are traditional lady-type things and then what we consider men's sports. So, Like I wouldn't feel at home at a butter-churning competition. Like <laughs> I, I, would, awesome. I would feel out of place. I bet I could do it. You got the beard. I mean... I heard Come your on. knitting was fantastic, you know, yeah. though. Your beard is every bit as good as any of those Amish you know, state, ladies. State championship sandwich making. Yeah. I'm probably not going to win a trophy there. Yeah. So, yeah, I can understand. I'm trying to get a bacon eating lo- uh, league going. Oh, so, holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be like the Michael Jordan of that. That's the last basketball <laughs> player whose name I can remember. So, I think to get ladies into shooting, you almost have to have, to have the husband interested to begin with. No, I definitely agree with that. Or the children. I definitely agree with that. So let me, we'll kind of end, we'll kind of head towards the end here with a, maybe a more controversial question. Uh, Do you believe in these sports and in this culture uh, in a women's division or would you rather see, would you rather just throw everybody in a pile and wish for the best, or would you maybe prefer instead of a gender division, a timed division? What or is there a preference at all? Do you understand what I'm asking? Yeah, I think for me, I would rather have a more time-based division because when you shoot with people closer to your time, you feel more confident, and then you grow. And then as you grow, you can step into the next thing. But if you're only shooting with the same people all the time, then you plateau. Yeah, and you get bored with it. Right. And then you have people who, <clears throat> like at local matches, when you have the same eight people every time, and they pretty much fall in the same places right. every time, what's the incentive to keep coming? Well, it's, So, yeah, it's if you're trying to get yourself up to a new time yeah. category yeah. and you're separated into times... 
that's more competitive. You have, you stand a better chance of going somewhere with it. For me, I don't, I don't take the time to practice. I mean, I'm not going to say I don't have the time. I don't prioritize the time to practice. I just want to come and show and shoot and, you know, do my thing and go. Nothing I don't want to spend that. five days a week practicing yeah. have other things I want to do. But it would be more encouraging if I shot with other people who were in the I want to shoot in a league range. of people just as lazy as me. That's right? pretty 100%. much what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, if well, I can walk <laughs> in off the street and shoot low sixes, I'm happy. If I could shoot with other people in the sixes and actually be able to compete with those people, because there are other people like me, men and women alike, who there are in are. that range. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Who we could actually compete with. And I think that is detrimental to the culture as a whole. And I, this is kind of aimed at everybody here in that the we get these new people off the streets. And for those of us that do try events, I, it's very detrimental to get up and put your hot shot on the line to show off. Because your people off the street, especially your, your naturally competitive people, see that and re- think, oh, shit, I can never do that. Mm-hmm. I'll never be able to do that. And then they walk away. Yeah. That is almost you, you always can, the first comment. You can still get your, you can still get people in the door. The lazy shooter, as you would proclaim, or as you proclaimed her anyway, um, that'll be a new topic, but it, somebody that's a little more casual, let's just say that they're not out for blood. They're not out for glory. They're not out for buckles. They're not out for it. They're just out for a good time. Those people don't care. They're showing up. They're doing their best and hoping for the best and not caring regardless. There's a home. That's that's your that's your base. That's your foundation well, for but, the sport. But even your com- competitive people that are truly, I don't know, and I, I hate this term, and it comes up a lot in, in all the sports, but your top shooters, uh, they're coming anyway. Who cares? They're going to be there. Right. Uh, I, they're, they're not going to miss a match. But it's your mid-card you know, your bottom two third people, those are your, those, that's, that's how you're keeping your doors open. We got to make sure we're keeping those people happy. Well, and I'm not, I'm not a very competitive person, no matter what it is. Um, I just, I just want to have fun. I don't, I don't really care. Um, but even, even having that attitude, you know, I can go to one of our club shoots and we might shoot 10 rounds and I may shoot against you four of them. Yeah, because that's just the way it draws, and there's my four X's. You know, like like I can't compete with you in in speed. There's just no chance. I can't, uh, or accuracy for that matter. Uh, well, there's not many things I would just openly tell you you're better at than me. But you know, I mean, when we're sitting in a room full of trophies and belt buckles, yeah, so I kind of make it really hard deny here. it. Uh, well, to be but, fair, this is I mean, the only thing we've ever found I've ever been any good oh, at. That's true. So, and talking, you've seen me fail a lot talking, more than you've seen yeah. me succeed. My dad says all the time the only thing he's gifted at is talking. So, well, uh, but 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 even then, being an, a person who's generally not competitive, uh, when when you when that's your shoot month after month after month. It, it, it does get discouraging. And, and I say that from experience. Uh, it does get discouraging when you're you're just getting trounced every single month. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. We and talked about this a little bit last week. Yeah. Uh, off, offline, not on the podcast, but afterwards. So, so it, these are all things to keep in mind. And I, and I know how the guys think about this sort of thing, but it's nice to get the ladies' perspective on this. Yeah. So I, I, appreciate, I appreciate you both being here with us today. Especially since I know how much you hated talking into a microphone, and I'm oh, looking at I'm looking at you, Wildfire, who's sitting here trembling. For those of you that don't know, this lady who will chew your ass 
in front of everyone at a at a major event somewhere around the country is is uh, nervous about this microphone in her own house. So I'm very thankful that you agreed to do this. And the six people that listen to this podcast. Yeah, and you six out there know exactly <laughs> who I'm talking about. Three of you being John and Honey and Kale. So thank you for that. Uh, Frankly, she talked way more than I thought she would. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Yeah. So anything else? All right. Well, I'm taking that as a no. That's a no. Thank you both for being here with us today. We appreciate it. Folks, thanks for listening in, and uh, we will do this again real soon.